A while ago, a young product manager and I were talking about confidence. She had to give a presentation, and she was really kind of worried about it. One of the suggestions she had gotten was that she needed to be more confident. This might have been from her boss, who she was reviewing it with, something like that. And it raised a question for her, why is it so important to be confident? And, of course, how can I be more confident? The question that goes along with that. At the time, I gave her some advice about confidence. And in the meantime, I've learned a bit more about it, and I have even more advice. Hi, this is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode number 73 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. As I always say, I do this podcast because I think there's better ways of thinking about doing product management and all the activities that entails. Unfortunately, too often we're pitched and trained on the wrong models and ideas. So in each episode, I try to give you some new ideas, some new mental models, and new approaches for the things that we do, why we do it, how to do it better and more effectively, and what the impact is of improving all of those. So today's topic really addresses a fundamental skill for nearly everybody in business, being confident. I'll give you a few ideas you can put into action right away, as well as what might be a new way for you to think about the concept of confidence. So you can find the notes for this show, plus a place to leave me a comment or complaint on this episode at alltheresponsibility.com slash 73. In the notes, you'll find links to several articles I'll be mentioning and previous podcast episodes that are related to this topic as well. So what I told my friend, first of all, is that it's not important to be confident per se, but it is important not to let a lack of confidence keep you from doing things, especially if you do know your stuff. And in fact, it's not a bad practice to always try to look more confident than you are. So it turns out that people trust confident people. It's a cognitive bias, but it's there. So just acting confident is a persuasion tactic. And that's what a lot of us are trying to do and these presentations. We're trying to persuade people about things. So being confident is part of our toolbox for persuasion. So let me talk a little bit about acting confident, and then we'll turn to how to actually be more confident. The thing about confidence is that it's important for people to perceive you as confident. They think of you as more trustworthy if you're more confident. Now, this is not how things really work in reality world, but you really have two choices. If you're going to present some information if you're trying to get people to take some action or make a decision, you can present it confidently or you can present it without confidence. Well, people will trust you more and be more likely to believe you and follow your guidance if you're confident. So if you're going to present something, you might as well be confident about it. That's the bottom line. And oftentimes that means acting confident. And you can think of being confident or acting confident as a persuasion technique. Now, you can practice it to get better at it, but the point is not that you are confident, but that by acting confident, you become more persuasive. It's the same kind of thing you're doing as when you're putting your pitch into story form. You know, I've talked about telling stories and using that as a persuasion technique in a lot of podcast episodes, like the most recent one, actually, episode 72, which was about a bunch of different story templates that are for all the stories you need to tell as a product manager your own, your companies, your products, your customers. So your presentation does not have to be in story form to be correct or accurate or actionable, but you still use story form. And why do you do that? It's because even though it's correct and accurate and actionable, if it's just information, your audience's subconscious brain will reject it. But if you put it into story form or you start with a story or somehow you tie storiness into your presentation, 
that lowers your audience's subconscious reactions to the new information so that they don't reject it or ignore it. And that's why we use stories. It's not because we want to be super storytellers. It's because we want to be persuasive. And by acting confident, you're doing something similar. You're managing your audience's subconscious, getting it on your side, so that the audience's conscious minds can trust you enough to make the decision or to fund your project or to buy your product, whatever it might be. That's the act as if you're confident side of things. And for the purposes of being as persuasive as possible, that's what you need to work on. But lack of confidence can actually be a real problem outside the context of persuasion. It just doesn't feel good to not be confident, right? So the question arises, how can you actually be more confident in reality so you're not just acting? Well, first of all, we never get to stop acting confident because no matter how much we know and how confident we are in that, there's always more that we don't know and we often have to be confident about that stuff. You know, the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. You know, you can think of it as a lamppost kind of. As your knowledge grows, the lamp in the lamppost gets brighter and brighter, so more and more ground is illuminated. And over time, you will become more confident about all that stuff you know, the stuff that's illuminated. But at the same time, the boundary of your knowledge, beyond which is unknown, gets larger and larger as well. And the side effect of knowing more is recognizing how vast the unknown area is. And unfortunately for your confidence, all the interesting stuff happens at that boundary. That's where innovation and new ideas and new technologies all live. So the stuff that makes product management fun and helps humanity progress is all at that unknown barrier or that unknown boundary. So that means you're going to go into more challenging situations all the time and your confidence can plummet again. And this is why you have to keep acting confident all the time. What are the things you can do to become more confident, at least on the stuff you know about? Well, one thing is to practice. One of the reasons practice is so important is that as you practice, you'll notice holes in your argument. And when I say practice, what do I mean? I want to practice my presentation. I want to practice my tools that I'm using for persuasion. I want to practice acting confident, all of those things. And as you practice, you'll start to notice holes in what you're sharing or what you're presenting or what you're arguing. And then you can fix them if you see them early during practice. It's much harder to fix them at the moment you're actually doing the real presentation. Another really important tool for becoming more confident is to pre-handle the audience's objections. This is where you put yourself in the shoes of the people in your audience and you think about, well, what's going to cause them to object or to have problems or to be concerned, either consciously or subconsciously, about what I'm going to tell them? And then how am I going to pre-handle those concerns in my presentation so that it never rises to the point where an objection happens, right? Because I've handled them before they even happen. Now, I've got a podcast episode and a couple articles about pre-handling objections. I'll put some links to those in the show notes. It's a really powerful technique, and I really recommend taking a listen to that. Another thing you can do to become more confident is to make sure that you're using kind of best practices. Again, if we're, particularly if we're talking about confidence in the context of a presentation, you want to use best practices for making sure your presentation is polished and persuasive and that, that you're well-prepared and things like that. Now, I have a podcast episode and a YouTube video, both called How to Make Your Presentation 10 Times Better in About an Hour with No Design Skills. It's a long title. But these guys just lay out some basic, simple steps you can take to make your presentation better. And if you do them, especially the part about practicing, as I mentioned before, you're going to have more confidence in your presentation. 
That's one of the reasons I use these techniques that I share in that video. It makes me feel like, well, I might not convince them, but I did the things that are necessary to convince them. That's why I practice my podcast episodes before I record them. So hopefully your content can also give you confidence. If you are confident in your content, oftentimes you're presenting this because you're actually the expert in the topic. You know, if you're confident that your proposal is actually good, that it's in your audience's best interest to agree with you or to make the decision you want them to do, that also should improve your confidence. And you should let that happen as well. <laughs> Remember that what we're always trying to do when we're giving a presentation, we have a purpose. This is one of the things that I talk about in the some of the persuasion podcast episodes and articles that I write about. You should know what your purpose of making this presentation is. And of course, you want to make sure that all the content you have aligns with that purpose. And that in itself can help your confidence grow. Now, you can't eliminate fear or self-doubt, but you can be prepared and you can prepare yourself. And most importantly, you can understand the dynamics of what's going on, how your confidence affects the attitude and the willingness to believe of your audience. You know, your audience wants you to be confident. You want to be perceived as confident. It doesn't matter that much if you really are confident. So let's talk about a few things you can start doing today to apply these ideas. The first one is to understand that your confidence is not actually the important thing in these presentation kind of situations. It's how confident you seem to the audience, which means that confidence in this context is kind of an act. It's the act of giving people another reason to believe you. Now, if you aren't confident about something, but you're going to present it anyway, you might as well present it confidently. If you have to go out and stand in front of some people and tell them some stuff, and you can either present that in a, in a way that shows you have a lack of confidence or in a way that, you, that shows you have confidence, you should choose to show it in a way that you have confidence, even if that's not necessarily how you actually feel about it. Because those people don't really care that much about you. They care about the information and how it impacts them. And it will impact them better if you're more confident, if you seem more confident. And finally, understand that this is a game you're playing not with your audience, but with their subconscious. Much of this reaction to confidence happens at a level below conscious cognition. It's the same kind of game playing as not having typos in your slides and dressing nicely when you do a presentation. Does it really matter for the content of your message if you dress nicely in a presentation? No, it does not. Does it matter, though, if you want the content of your message to get through? Yes, it does. It matters a lot. The content doesn't care how you're, how you're dressed. The people receiving the content are going to take how you're dressed as a clue to know whether they should accept what you say. That's the way to think about it. And confidence is the same thing. They're going to take your confidence as a clue of whether they should believe what you are telling them or do the thing you're asking them to do, even though, rationally speaking, your confidence should have no impact on that. But the reality is it does. And that's just reality, and you should learn to work with that. That's one of the things we need to do as product managers is work with reality. So if you're struggling with confidence, I hope these ideas will help you find the route to getting more comfortable with using confidence as a tool. I mentioned several resources, books, and previous podcasts in the episode. And of course, you can find links to all of them in the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 73. I'll also provide a link to two great books. One is Influence by Robert Cialdini that talks a lot about the importance of confidence and persuasion. And the other is The Invisible Gorilla by uh, Christopher Shabris and Daniel Simons, 
which is all about cognitive biases with a lot of information about the cognitive bias we all have that values confidence far too highly. Very directly applicable to what I've been talking about. You'll also find links in the show notes to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the other places, wherever you listen to podcasts. The great benefit of subscribing is you get new episodes automatically when I release them, which is about once a week. Uh, there's more on the show notes page as well, how to get in touch with me directly, a comment section. I'd love to hear from you. A link to my book, which is all about product management. It's a really good book for people just getting into product management and more. And if you want to do me a great big favor, please review the podcast on iTunes or simply recommend it in your podcast app. This helps other product managers and innovators find the podcast and it spreads the word. And don't forget, if you're struggling with confidence or with building a roadmap, that was episode number 70, or figuring out how to tell a customer story effectively, that was episode 72, or just want some advice or a sounding board, schedule a free, no obligation, one half hour Zoom call with me at alltheresponsibility.com slash office hours. I love to help out, and I'm pretty sure it'll be worth your time. Until next time, this is Nels Davis. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.